Even men like Talon Card occasionally make mistakes. This is the Chimera. Launch the attack. Time to go to work. You won't let me get killed, will you? Is that what I was supposed to be doing here? I should have brought my lightsaber. I think that's... That was all on his own, so... Do you guys know Riley Blanton, Star Wars Report? All five of you! <laughs> all right. Well, we have a packed show for you guys, and we actually have a surprise for you because we have Mr. Daniel Wallace here with us, too, for about the first 15 minutes or so on stage. So, okay, so go ahead. So, yeah, we have an awesome show for you guys today. We got some great guests. We're going to have uh, Drew Carpitchens here with us. Yes. Like Teresa said, we have Daniel Wallace, which is a surprise guest. We didn't even know we were going to have him until like five minutes ago. So thanks for coming, <laughs> Daniel. And then we're going to have a couple other guests coming up later. Um, so we're going to be talking about a ton of stuff. But for the first portion of this uh, live show here, we're going to be talking to the, the two authors that we have up on stage with us. So ask them a few questions. And then we're going to actually open it up for audience questions as well. So start thinking of something you want to ask them. And then uh, Riley will come around with the microphone. Um, but for now, we can uh, just... I guess we should start how we normally do. This is actually episode 40 of Star Wars Bookworm Store. It's our 40th anniversary, and we handed out 40 Ewok um, exclusive pins that were designed by Zach Giolongo. So if you have one of those, it's custom art that was designed by one of our favorite comic writers and designers. So he's fabulous. So a big hand for Zach. <laughs> Okay, so we'll start with Drew. So some of you know him from doing the Darth Bane books as well as Revan and Annihilation, but the first couple of questions we have for him focus on his fantasy trilogy that so I hope some of you have read because it's amazing. Um, Children of Fire and the Scorched Earth. When is the last one coming out, Drew? Uh, so the last book actually is uh, supposed to come out in July, but we've had some production scheduling stuff. It's been pushed to October of this year, but it is written, it's done. So if you're um, getting into the trilogy, it's not like you're gonna have to wait 10 years for it to finish. Not that any author's ever done that. But uh, yeah, so it's, uh, it's gonna be coming out in October now. Okay, so why don't you give us a little bit of background for those out here that haven't read your trilogy? So uh, the Chaos Born trilogy, it's a, a classic sword and sorcery fantasy trilogy. Um, owes a lot to uh, uh, the authors I read as a kid, Tolkien, Terry Brooks, David Eddings. Um, obviously a little bit of Game of Thrones influence, Brandon Sanderson. Um, and it's basically a story of four children that are born um, cursed or blessed, depending how you look at it. And uh, the the struggle to sort of control these children and uh, either save or doom the world. So it's a pretty classic fantasy tale, but uh, I put my own sort of dark spin on it, a little bit of horror influence in there too. Okay, great. So I've read them and I love it. Um, do you think that it just appeals to fantasy readers? You know, I, for me, I, I've got very broad reading in the sci-fi fantasy horror genre. Um, anything that has any element that couldn't happen in real life appeals to me. And I think there's a lot of fans that are the same. I know um, some Star Wars fans only want to read Star Wars, which is fine. You know, Star Wars is great. Um, and it does have elements of both science fiction and fantasy in it, which is kind of nice. But I do think this is the kind of thing, uh, if you've read, for example, the Darth Bane series and you like the Darth Bane series, um, I really think you would enjoy the... Children of Fire, um, and actually at my signing tomorrow, we're gonna be giving away free copies of it 
if you come and line up and get in the signing so you can read the first book in the series, decide if you like it, and that's how we'll get you hooked. Sounds good. So, I have a question for Drew. Um, and if you guys have any questions, actually, if you could start lining up real quick up here, uh, up by where Riley's at, um, start to think of your questions and then go ahead and line up because um, we're going to open up for audience questions in a minute. But um, so Darth Bane shows up in the Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. And that probably was pretty exciting for you, I'm guessing, but it was kind of a different character than really what we knew from the books. Mm -hmm. So could you just maybe tell us a little bit about kind of your reaction to that and how, how that felt? So um, I, I had heard I, I heard about it. I didn't, I didn't watch them. Well, I think it was on Netflix by that point, so I knew it was coming. Um, so I was, you know, expecting it to happen. So when it happened, I wasn't caught off guard. Um, I, I, I kind of looked at it as like, they left the, the gray area of whether that was actually Bane's spirit or just sort of a manifestation of the dark side assuming Bane's form for the particular quest Yoda was on. And I, I, I like that they kind of left it gray like that. People make their own decisions. But for me, the coolest thing, being uh, a fan, was that Mark Hamill did the voice, which is awesome. Because, um, you know, I don't know if many people know who he is. He did some work for the Batman cartoon. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, probably yeah, where you yeah. all know him from. Yeah, I know him from Mark there. Hamill is the name, yeah. But he's awesome. Um, so that, that blew me away when, uh, when I heard his interpretation of the voice. I was like, that's awesome. So. Yeah, it kind of blew me away, too, because he's bat, you know, he's the Joker. Um, okay, so, Dan, since we have you up here, um, you have written a ton of books that are my favorites, because I love all of the reference books. Um, tell us a little bit about your process writing, like, The Jedi Path and Book of Sith and Bounty Hunter's Code and the Imperial Handbook, and just kind of what you go through. Okay, well, yeah, thank you. It's a very open-ended, but actually, it's an interesting question because I think a lot of people, if you know anything that I've written, which, you know, is mostly reference stuff. So I think some people like that kind of stuff. Some people like the novels and so on. I haven't written a lot of that. So mostly what I do is more encyclopedic stuff. So it's taking the galaxy far, far away. It's sort of taking it apart putting it into order. Uh, the one that you have up here is Ultimate Star Wars, which I also worked on. So it's very much in that same vein. Um, all the essential guides, uh, I've done a lot of those. And what you mentioned, though, was the Jedi Path and it had sort of semi-sequels. One was Book of Sith. The other one was uh, Bounty Hunter Code. And the one that just came out was Imperial Handbook. Those are sort of like reference books, but also sort of like stories in the sense that they are guides. The Jedi Path was the first one. And it was as if there was a book that existed in the Star Wars universe that was handed out to initiates at the Jedi Temple what would it be like? You know, what would an actual Jedi textbook be like in universe? And so it was really written from that perspective. And so it was like telling a story because somebody would have had to write it. You know, an instructor would have sat down and done. Would the same person have written the entire thing? Probably not. You know, somebody, a Jedi might know a lot about lightsaber training, so they get the battle master to write that section. And another Jedi might know more about uh, meditation and the Force, so you get a different person to do that. And each one of them had a, had a different thing. And it was very fun to get into that. Um, you know, like a, the, I was just trying to think of a, you just going to school. You know, these are all your teachers. You know, you get the, the gym teacher and you get the, uh, the crazy chemistry teacher and so on. So basically, that's, that's what it is. I mean, that's kind of, you know, what storytelling is about is getting into somebody else's head. And that was also with um, the Book of Sith. It was like, well, you know, uh, we had these, these characters um, who were evil. <laughs> we had a, a six of them, I think. 
um, going from uh, a, a Jedi who was, you know, very, very 5,000 years ago, uh, one of the fallen exiled Jedi, all the way up to Emperor Palpatine. So that's, um, and but they're not evil from their own point of view. I mean, everybody knows that. So it's like, well, what would, what are they trying to get out of this, and, and why would they view this as, as an appropriate thing? Then uh, the other two, you know, Bounty Hunter Code is it came out last year, and uh, Pirel Handbook uh, came out just recently, and um, those ones were also fun to do, in, especially Bounty Hunter Code, because that's just like, I've always liked the Bounty Hunters, you know, because you got Sides, you got Rebels, you got Empire, you've got Separatists, you got Republic, you've got uh, Jedi, you got Sith, and then you've got the Bounty Hunters, and they're just like, whatever. <laughs> Whatever, just, you know, what's the job? How much are you paying? When do you need it by? I'll go do it, right? And I just like, yes, you know what? I, it's probably be me if it was the thing. I don't even know. I don't even care. I don't know what you guys are arguing about. Just tell me what you need me to do. I'm done, right? That was a fun, that was a fun one. So since we have the Ultimate Star Wars up here, which we are going to be giving away four copies of, why don't you tell us a little bit about your part in writing that? Yeah, this is the first. So this is interesting. I mean, most people in here are fans of the Star Wars universe and you're fans of the books. And so a lot of almost, I mean, who's a big fan of the Star Wars expanded universe, right? Raise your hand. All right. So I know that's a thing. And the thing about the Star Wars expanded universe is with Lucasfilm and Disney joined forces, they're like, you know what, we're going to clean slate this thing. Now, I've written two dozen, three dozen books, uh, tons of books. I've been writing books since the mid-90s for Star Wars. I, argue, I wrote the New Essential Chronology. I arguably know as much about uh, the expanded universe as anybody in this room. And um, so it's a bit of a bummer that they're not going with the expanded universe. <laughs> but I'm also excited, and here's why I'm excited as, as, as a fan, is that I'm very excited for the Force, I keep calling it Force Unleashed, Force Awakens. I always say Force Unleashed, just I'm so used to it. Force Awakens, I'm super excited, and one of the reasons I'm super excited when I see the trailer is because I don't actually know what's coming. You know, I don't know what happens after Return of the Jedi, and, and when I go to the theater, I'm super pumped for that. So I see where they're coming from, I, I agree with it in that sense. So, all that being said, Ultimate Star Wars is a big encyclopedic reference book for what Lucasfilm and Disney are calling the new canon. And so um, everybody in this room basically knows what it is. It's the six movies. Uh, it is uh, Star Wars The Clone Wars and it's Star Wars Rebels. So we're, um, we can talk about, you know, I don't remember if Darth Bane is, is even in here, but if he is, it's based on, you know, the fact that Yoda encountered the spirit, right? And um, it's useful in that sense. It was useful, interesting for me as a writer because I was one of four writers on it, but um, it was kind of an unlearn what you have learned process. <laughs> so I, I get an assignment to write something and I'm like, oh, I, I know all about this. Then I'm like, well, wait, maybe I actually don't, you know, because I have to, you know, subdivide uh, what was from a, a young adult novel and what was from a, a comic and so on, and then really boil it down to the essences. So I think it's very useful. It's a very useful guide going forward. It is really setting the stage for what do we need to know? And it all went through, you know, the continuity group over at Lucasfilm and the story group. And, uh, and, and that's, that's that. I, I think it's, I, I'm, I am excited for, um, as an EU super fanboy, I am excited going forward because um, I think the franchise is in great hands. And the trailer that came out yesterday, I was just like, oh my God, right? And I'm, so, I'm just super excited. So I'm excited that there's, we're, it's like the Big Bang. We had a big crunch. Now we have Big Bang again. So, so do we have anybody that has any questions for these two? Go ahead. And 
come on up. Yeah, if you've got a couple questions or whatever, just come on up. Yeah, if you guys have any questions, go ahead and come right around here, and we'll form a line right here. Hey, what's your name, man? Uh, I'm Ryan. Oh, sorry. There you go. I'm Ryan, and my question is for the Darth Revan book. Does it tie into the game? Yeah, so the, the book here, um, Revan, uh, if you played the original Knights of the Old Republic or uh, KOTOR 2... Okay, so you play the online? Yeah. Okay, so this is based off the character from the original game of 2002, and it kind of picks up the story there. And the end of this book carries into what happens into the online Republic, the Star Wars The Old Republic online game. And the end of this, so it's almost like a prequel to what happens in the game. I don't want to say too much, I don't want to spoil stuff for people, but um, yeah, so this book... And uh, there's some characters in this book that then appear in the game, and it ties in that way. Well, Andrew, it's safe to say if you're a big fan of the game, you are going to like the book. Yes, yes, yeah, sure. you definitely Thanks will. Thanks for your question. Yeah, yeah, thank you. And what's your name, man? Uh, name's Matt. How are you guys doing? Good. Good. Uh, for both of you, if you're allowed, what's coming up next? Uh, well, for me, um, I actually don't know. Uh, I just, as we were talking about, finished the third book in the Scorched Earth, uh, or sorry, in the Chaosborn trilogy. It's going to come out in October. Um, I have a little book of short stories that's coming out next month. It's just sort of a small, self-published little hundred-page uh, book called uh, "A Minor Malevolent Spirit and Other Tales." You can order that on pre-order that on Amazon right now if you want. Just pull out your phones. Um, <laughs> and then after that, I, I'm not sure yet. I've uh, got a few different things I'm kicking around. Um, you know, uh, people ask me are you going back to games, and you know, I, I might at some point do a little more game writing. I, I do enjoy writing the books, and uh, I don't have anything under contract right now for Star Wars, but, you know, I'm, I'm here talking to people, and who knows what's coming up. So the answer is, I can't say. <laughs> uh, sure. Uh, not Star Wars, but they're, they're coming out soon. Uh, I'm super excited. One is called uh, The Art of Rocksteady's Arkham. So if you ever play Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, or Arkham Knight, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous art book. It's beautiful, and I can't wait to see it actually bound and coming out. That'll be out later this year. The other one that I, Labor of Love, I put so much time into this, and I'm so excited for it. It's called Ghostbusters, The Ultimate Visual History. It is a history Woo! of Ghostbusters 1, Ghostbusters 2, the real Ghostbusters, Extreme Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters the video game, all the merchandise, all the 30th anniversary stuff, everything Ghostbusters, and I interviewed probably uh, uh, everybody from Ivan Reitman to, you know, the, the guy who developed the prints and so on. I mean, it's just, um, it, it was huge. If you ever, ever liked anything about Ghostbusters, I think you'll love it. And what's your name, man? My name's Mike. This question is for Drew. I love reading about villains. How, what's your mindset when you're writing somebody to make them so evil and menacing and just murderous? Okay, so interesting. Um, it's almost like you're a, a plant because that ties into uh, the fact that I'm doing a, a Star Wars University panel tomorrow evening uh, at five o'clock um, about that exact topic, writing villains in the Star Wars universe. So that's gonna be like an hour long presentation. Uh, There's the short version. Um, what I try to do is uh, first decide what kind of villain it is, whether it's the villain who is uh, completely corrupted and evil and sort of represents a symbolic mythological uh, evil entity, which ties in well with Star Wars because it's someone who's completely consumed by the dark side. But then you also have the villains that don't think they're villains, um, which if you kind of read the Darth Bane books, uh, when you start out, 
you know, he has a rough life. He's kind of a rough guy, but I wouldn't really call him a villain until close to the end of the book when he does a couple things that kind of cross the line. And for me, it's always about finding that balance. You know, what is the, the, what is the villain doing that makes him a villain? And does it seem like he's a villain to himself or just to the people who are losing to him? Because, I mean, let's, let's be honest, to, to most of the general citizens in the empire, the rebels probably seemed like villains. They blew up the Death Star and a lot of people died and they're, you know, they're just not happy with the way things are or they're trying to take down the government. So it's all about perspective and that's, I think, the key when you're writing villains. You just got to find that perspective and then put yourself in their shoes. And what's your name, man? Alex. And what's your question? So I'm a big fan of KOTOR and I was wondering if you could tell us anything behind the scenes stories of KOTOR, the development of Revan or anything like how the twist might have come about. Something from the writer's room? So um, I, I don't know how much I, t I mean, the twist was something we, we came up with pretty early in the development and uh, planned very carefully because if you remember, you know, there's when the twist happens in the cutscene, there's lots of callbacks to previous lines of dialogue. You know, um, we, the sixth sense had come out r roughly when we started production. And they did the kind of the same thing, and I was like, "That's a great way to do it. Let's rip that off. I mean, let's <laughs> let's pay homage to that." Um, yeah. The 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 one story that I found was kind of interesting was originally, and this was before um, Phantom Menace had come out. Attack of the Clones hadn't even been announced yet, and very early we weren't sure how the main character was going to, you know, be. I, I guess I can spoil this. It's 50, 12 years old, but um, was actually going to be Revan. No. And we thought, uh, we thought, well, maybe he could be like a clone. And so we threw that idea out, and it was, they hadn't announced Attack of Clones. It was like months before they announced it. And they're like, you can't use clones. We're like, why not? They're like, we can't tell you, but you can't use them. So we're like, oh, all right, we'll come up with something different. So when the Attack of the Clones announcement came out, we were like, oh, that's why. <laughs> Thanks, man. Okay, these next two we'll go through a little kind of quickly. All right, here we go. What's your name? Mallory, and what's your question? Oh, this is for Dan. I'm just logistically, was it hard working with more than one person to write an actual book? Uh, was it hard working with more than one person to write an actual book? Um, I've done a lot of co-author things, and in the case of Ultimate Star Wars, not really, because it's so split. You know, it, it really is uh, uh, an encyclopedia thing, so we could split it four ways and say, all right, you take this chunk, you take this chunk, and then it gets melded together. It was a little bit more difficult in, um, I recently did the Bounty Hunter Code, and that was written with Ryder Windham and Jason Fry, and Jason kind of did a separate section about the Mandalorians, but Ryder and I uh, traded off writing the main body of the book, and so that was just uh, different because we tried to keep the same style, and so we are almost just swapping out chapters, and then it was kind of like, stitching it together and like, does this still work? You know, I don't know. And so we'd have to go back and sort of like rewrite stuff. But I think, I think in general, um, these types of things, you can split them up. You know, it, it, I don't even know. Sometimes you see novels that are written by two people and that is just like, that just blows my mind. I don't know how that's even possible. So. Awesome. And what's your name? Donna. Donna. And, and what's your question? Um, this is just for an opinion. Um, I'm expanded universe, and now all my books are just legends. And I was wondering, going forward, do you think the new books will be canon, or will they also be legends? Thanks. Well, I mean, they're they're official, right? Yeah, they all are. <laughs> right? No, they are. They're. I mean, they're official uh, spinoff now. I mean, they're all they're all. I, I guess the one perspective that I would uh, everybody can sort of chime in, but the one perspective that I would take is that. Um, 
I've been a comic book fan for forever. I'm a big DC Comics fan. And so when Crisis on Infinite Earths happened in the 80s, it was like, oh, geez, that's a bummer. All those great uh, Silver Age stories never happened. And then they did Zero Hour, and oh, all the Crisis on Infinite never happened. And then they did Infinite Crisis, and then they did the New 52, and right? So everybody who's been a comic book fan, you've seen this done a million times, but then you can still go back and read all those old stories, and they're still great stories. It's like whether or not, you know, it was... Uh, this is part of Batman's history or not, you can still read the story and, and appreciate it. And so I guess my perspective is that it does, doesn't take as much away from the stories as you think to have it branded, you know, this era or something like that, because they're still great stories and you still enjoy them. Or I, and that, I didn't used to agree with that. And over time, I've been, especially as a comic book fan, I've been like, <laughs> you know what, I still like this story and I, I don't even care as much about the continuity status of them. I'm kind of in the same camp as Dan. Um, I mean, obviously, a lot of my stuff is now legends and uh, uh, technically not part of the official canon. But, you know, even in the real world, history is constantly being rewritten and revised, and there's different versions of it. And so you can still get something out of them. And I think, you know, yes, if you read this, especially with the Old Republic stuff that I've written, you know, maybe they don't make a reference to it in the newer material in a way that, you know, would match up with what I did, but they're sort of separate and standalone anyway. So you can still read them, get a great story. It's still the Star Wars universe. They didn't say, you know, there's no more lightsabers. It's not like they burned it to the ground, right? So um, I think you can still get great stories, still appreciate them. Um, I mean, that's why I think they're still publishing them. I mean, they didn't just say we're stopping, they're done. You know, they still want fans to appreciate this. And, you know, I, I'm like Dan, I, I understand why they did it. And the comics is a good example. Like, when you have a lot of material, sometimes it just gets to the point where it's just too hard to keep it balanced in a way that lets you go forward the way you need to go. And I really want them to go forward in the way they need to to make the next movies awesome and to keep Star Wars going. And uh, I think they're headed in the right direction. Yeah, I would agree. Well, thank you guys so much. We hope you guys stay through the rest of it. Can we get a round of applause for Drew and Dan? <laughs> And we do have some giveaways of their works and stuff, but we're going to do that at the end, so make sure you don't leave. But now we have two friends of the show who have been with us through the very beginning, so let's bring up Josh Stolt, or Jedi Schwa, as most of you know him, and Mark Newbold from Jedi News. All right, so... Jedi Schwa does a podcast called Techno Retro Dad. So if you guys aren't checking that out yet, I would recommend need checking to. it out. You need to. It's really awesome. Mark Newbold also does a podcast, Radio 1138. And you do a ton of other stuff too, right? Too much. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you like British accents, you need to listen to 1138. It's fabulous. And, and they like say cool words. And imitations of British accents, yeah. you can listen to Techno Retro Dad. So, <laughs> so what we're going to do for you guys is we've each compiled kind of our top three um, favorite stars. Star Wars published works, and this could be comics, reference books, novels, anything. And so we're just going to go through those and kind of talk about them round table, and if we have some time, if you guys have a favorite, um, we can probably bring you up to tell us what that is. So Aaron, you want to start with you, or you start, start with me? You start. Okay. So funny enough, we didn't know Dan was going to be here, and I'm so glad that he was, because my 
probably number one favorite published work is actually The Jedi Path. Um, do we have anybody in here that loves The Jedi Path? Okay, good, good. Not just me. Um, the thing I really love about that book is I love like kind of in-universe books and textbooks, and I'm actually a teacher. So being able to read through that and kind of put myself in that mindset almost like I actually am a teacher or a student was an amazing experience. I'm assuming all of you have read The Jedi Path. Okay, no, you so haven't. Hold That's on. Right. Is Dan still here? Oh, hey. Right there. <laughs> hey, Dan. Yeah, you can embarrass yourself, so but go I, ahead. I was holding off because the very first version of it is like really expensive you know it comes with all these cool doodads and stuff but like that but it's the coolest thing ever come on who has the vault edition and you push the button and it's like Woo! so I'm, yes. I'm more of a cheapskate than all of you that just went like that <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't get that and then I got the ebook and then I started reading it I love you know I loved what I had read but then like you know we're trying to keep up with all the other books that are coming out and so I, I have not finished it. I honestly have not finished it but I will what do you like about what you have read I just love le learning more about the details of stuff. And so like the essential guides that they, and we're, we'll maybe talk about it in some of our favorites here, but any of the essential guides, Jedi Path, Book of Sith, that kind of stuff, just learning the details. And, and that's one of the cool things about this new canon is now we get to learn new details. You know, we, we all kind of know the Legends universe, but now we're kind of learning new things you know, about the Force, about lightsabers, and um, a lot of it's gonna look familiar, but a lot of it's gonna be new as well, so. So what about you guys? Favorite things about Jedi Path? Anything? Go on, you start. Uh, you know what? Uh, I got the deluxe one and just all the little extra things and that it was written by different characters. And I, I love all that behind the scenes stuff or like when the audio drama came out a long time ago on National Public Radio, right? And it, it, it had things in it that weren't in the movie. So, you know, all the things you thought about or, or made up or, you know, had in your head, but I'm like, wonder what happened on Tatooine and Luke, you know, before, you know, so I like extra stuff that adds to the movies like that, so I, that's what I like. Yeah, it's a, it's a great book, obviously, as a reference book, but I, I've got to be honest, I, I love as much as that, the tactile feel of having all the little bits that go with it, because that wasn't just thrown in for fun, there was design that went into that and thought that went into that. So as a whole package, I thought it was brilliant, so I'm well-deserving of sequels. So. Keep them coming. <laughs> I think one of the things I really like about that book, too, are the way the pages are, yeah. you know, because they feel old and, yeah, like, yeah. kind of tattered and run through and things like that. But um, the Padawan braid yeah. was awesome. I love that. But if I had one favorite part of that book, one single part is where they talk about all the different um, lightsaber techniques yes. and how and the different fighting styles. That was one of the coolest parts for me. So, Aaron, it's your turn. All right, I'll go. Um, let's see. It's so hard to pick a favorite, you know, because I like so much of what's out there, and I think I changed my list a bunch of times. So I can't even say that the things I'll say today are actually my top three favorites, but it's three <laughs> of my favorite things. But um, let's see, what should I go with here? So New Jedi Order. Did, who here liked the New Jedi Order? Jail. All right. So 19 books, you know, crazy stuff happened. You have these, you know, people coming from another galaxy coming. Jedi can't fight them because they block the Force and... A lot of people like kind of you know look back on those books in not a positive way, but I, I really like that. It, I really liked those books when they came out, um, and I know you know spoiler alert they killed Chewbacca, but hey, we know now that didn't happen because we just saw him in the trailer yesterday, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> but I will say Dark Tide and Ruin. The I'm, I always cheat on these things. I say more than one title in mine, but that's not even on here. I know I, I changed just, it. I told okay, you I'm, I'm changing it on the fly. <laughs> so. 
the ones that featured Korean Horn and Ithoria and all, and him fighting against Shado Shine. It was just awesome. So yeah, New Jedi Order as a whole, I really loved, but uh, those two books specifically. So most of you, if you listen to the show, you all know that I've read a lot in the Old Republic, right? We're all aware of that. And we're also aware that I haven't read too much after Return of the Jedi. So I'm not really outing myself, but I tend to do this a lot. So I've only read like the first book of the New Jedi Order. So So Josh, what do you think about the New Jedi Order? (laughs) I really like the New Jedi Order. I I thought it set up uh, a whole different feel for the Star Wars universe. Uh, I, you know, I didn't like that they killed Chewbacca because yeah. I, I think back then it felt like, well, you know, the maybe the Star Wars days were numbered. You know, we're kind of winded down the movies. I, so, so back then it felt like maybe it'd be okay. But then all these books kept coming out, and then I started missing Chewbacca a lot. You know, I thought, oh, that would have been really good in there. And, and but. I li- as far as the story goes, I, I like the, the Yuuzhan Vong and, and everything that kind of brought new stuff to it. So it wasn't always just, um, hey, the bad guys have this weapon and we've got to go destroy it. And um, after that, then we'll go destroy the bad guys' weapon in the next block. And you know, and then these guys have a big weapon too. It's just a square instead of round. <laughs> it's, a, it's the laser of a Darth or of a of a Death Star, not the actual Death yes, Star. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you know, fi- finally the Yuuzhan Vaughn came, so they didn't get a chance to make you know the big Death Star shape like scissors that would just you know. <laughs> so, but um, yeah, so I, I like it because it gave a new feel to it and gave some different things to fight. And, and uh, heck, there was a lot of books, so anytime yeah. there's more books, that's great. I was very much like Teresa. I feel terrible for saying this. I only read the first one, and I feel like I should read everything. Of course, I should read everything. I think at the time I was just getting my website going, and I was doing a lot of my own fanfic and stuff. So I kind of knew what was going on enough to have a knowledge of it, but but never got around to read. I really should go back. I'm going to go back and read. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah. Okay. We'll do, we'll, we'll do it. We'll do, we'll do it, it together, book, and then we'll make a new show. Give me a week. Called Mark and Teresa actually read. Actually read books. Yeah, actually read books. I like that. We can do it in the book club. How many are any of you here part of the Goodreads book club that we started? All right. A few? Okay. If you don't know about it, and I'm kind of, I guess, sidebar, um, we have a book club on Goodreads. And so you can go to goodreads.com and look for Star Wars bookworms. We've got about 240 members or so in there that participate monthly with our monthly book. And we've been doing some of the new canon books right now, but we tend to go back and we'll do older books and we open it up for a vote and then pick a book and read it together. So if you want to get into reading some of the older stuff and you're trying to find a place to do it and you want to be able to discuss it. It's a really good place and a good community. So, yours. Okay, I get to go next. It's your turn. Um, Well, you know, doing the show Techno Retro Dads where we talk about the stuff that we grew up with and and, um, how we uh, we reminisce about all that stuff and then how we share it with our kids. Um, My list tends to be uh, much older books. Um, because you know you wanted my favorites, and the reason that they're yeah yeah you, you, the reason that they're my favorites is because um, you know if, if you think about it, the things that you really enjoy, the things that you have um, you know very strong emotions about, it's it's stuff that. Uh, was a special time in your life or something special. I mean, think back the first time you saw the movies and how, how you felt then and why you became fans, you know? I mean, and, and, and even I've seen things on the internet just from the trailer from yesterday about how it makes you feel like a kid. Yeah. You know, it just makes you young. So that's, that's why a lot of mine come. So the, the, the number one on my list was the very first Star Wars book I read, which was Splinter of the Mind's Eye. Oh. So, we just did that in the book club. Yes, we did. Yeah. And, you know, and they don't, it isn't even necessarily because of the story. You know, it's just, it's because of, uh, I remember getting them like, oh, 
there's more than just the movie, you know? And, and back then, we didn't think we were ever going to see the movie. After you see it in the theater, it's gone. You know, it might be on TV, but it would be a bunch of commercials. We didn't think we could just, you know, like, go, I don't feel like watching Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, right. so, uh, so the books gave us a, a good way to, to experience it some more, and there was more stories in it. I did miss Han in that book, but um, so that's the one on, number one on my list. I'm kind of similar. You step back or step forward another year to my favorite, which is Han Solo at Star's End. So, oh, yeah. So it was the same kind of era, same kind of vibe. I remember going off on holiday and seeing this book. I was probably only what, eight, nine, seeing it in the bookstore at the airport, so I picked it up. Same as you. I hadn't read Splinters at the time, but I was reading the UK comics. Wow, there's more. Uh, and unlike in the smuggler side of it and Han Solo, who's just ultimately the coolest guy ever, as evidenced by yesterday's trailer. Um, <laughs> yeah, pretty much the same. And it's just the nostalgia of looking back at that time because that's what really gets its hooks into you, you know, that era. Uh, and that's just gone forward for like four decades. So yeah, Han Solo was stars in for me. I just read Splinter of the Mind's Eye for the first time. We just did it for the book club a couple months ago. And I didn't have the nostalgia that you guys have, no. so I just read it like, you know, I would read any other novel, and it was weird. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of Luke and Leia and the jungle and him kind of being like, ooh, she's so hot. And yeah, like, yeah. and it's just like, ugh. <laughs> so, yeah. He didn't but, know. But it was a cool story, though. There was like, some yeah. cool stuff happened and stuff. And it, it was almost like looking at what Star Wars could have been if yeah. they went a different direction with it. So it's a kind of like an alternate universe type thing. So I did enjoy it, but there was some creep out moments. <laughs> well, and I totally understand what you guys are saying about nostalgia and books that mean a lot to you from when you were a kid. And for me, it was actually Harry Potter. I don't know if we've got anybody in here that grew up with Harry Potter, um, but I did. So I totally understand how those books make the top of your list because that was Harry Potter for me. What Harry Potter house are you in? Huh? What house are you in? I'm in Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. I am, I am in Hufflepuff, and I am proud of it. Okay? We are loyal and true to the very end. Um, and I've got Mark back there giving me a thumbs down, so go. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so let's see. And you just talked about your number one, right? So we're back around to me? Or do back we... to you. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, so... <laughs> My my next one, and again, I don't know how this happened that I get like two of my favorite Star she Wars authors. I didn't do that on <laughs> purpose. I really didn't. But um, the entire Darth Bane trilogy is yeah. like the essential to my Star Wars reading. I <laughs> do it. Yes, big yes. <laughs> this guy right here is a big fan. <laughs> we have a big fan right over here. Um, Darth Bane to me was just I. Aaron and I have talked about this quite a bit, but um, I'm the dark side of the two of us. I tend to yeah, go a little bit you more villain. He didn't even uh, hesitate, does it? No, you know, and I've been hearing a lot of, of that at this convention, so I'm just trying, starting to wonder. Um, just embrace it. Oh, I will. It's okay. <laughs> but um, Darth Bane to me was kind of the essential of what the Sith should be and could be and he was just this amazing character and there's one scene that sticks out if you haven't read it I'm gonna spoil it for you but there's this one scene that sticks out where he just basically steps on somebody's skull and just crushes him and keeps going and I'm just like that's what I'm talking about (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) I love it I don't know why I just really do I love dark characters yeah, <laughs> I love dark characters, and I I love his relationships that you see him go through, and just kind of his whole entire journey. Um, 
And so I believe all of you have read the Darth Bane books, right? Yeah. No? Mark. I feel terrible now. No. <laughs> just, we're just calling everybody out we're for just, stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. what we're going to do. them on the plane back. It's, okay, yeah, we've yeah, so yeah, got yeah, it covered. Yeah. Okay. We'll do a show. It sounds good. Yeah? Yeah, we'll do a we'll show. We'll do a show. Mark okay. and Teresa. Yep. Yeah. No, no, Mark, Mark and Teresa. Teresa watches Mark read Darth Bane. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, Darth Bane, that's actually one of my favorite books as well. Um, but I don't have it on my list because you had it on your list, so I didn't want to like duplicate it. But I actually just—it's one of the books where like if somebody asks me, "Hey, I want to read some Star Wars stuff. Like, where should I start?" It's actually one of the books that I, I point people to, especially if they're interested in stuff that's not necessarily to do with the movies. Um, and so I recently met a guy who had never read a Star Wars book, and he asked me that question, and I said, uh, "Read Darth Bane, the first Darth Bane, and just tell me what you think." He literally read it in one night. Send me a, a message on Facebook the next day and said, Is, are there more of these? And I said, yeah, there's just a couple more of them. And so he read the next one within a couple more days, and he was just blown away. And he's already read the whole trilogy, and he finished it in just a few days. So, yeah, it's, if any of you haven't read the Darth Bane books, I would highly recommend picking those up. And it's not as daunting as the, the New Jedi Order. No, three so books in a, a really, you know, a great story. And they're a very fast read, too. The world is so rich, you know, in the way it's built. And I'm not just pumping Drew up because he's here, but um, it is. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, the detail that's in there and the way that it explains it's done in such a way that you can picture it in your mind you know and sometimes reading some books I mean some of you know it's kind of hard to sort of build that world sometimes you know or it's dragged out you know really long and you know we talk about a tree for an entire chapter which has happened in some fantasy books that I've read um, but it's it's a really easy read all right so talk about it? do you want to talk about Bane? well we got no? we Go have we're kind of Go running ahead. low on right, time yeah, so Let's try to speed through some more of these. But um, so my next one is going to be, and I think I'm changing it again. Yeah, I'm definitely changing it. Um, <laughs> my next one is, and if you don't read the comics, you might laugh at the title of this, but it's called Twilight. Not, <laughs> not the Twilight about the vampires and the teenagers. Jacob or Edward. I don't. I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, neither do I. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, so Twilight was the name of a comic series that featured the character Quinlan Voss. And this is my way of just talking about Quinlan Voss because I love Quinlan Voss. He's like my, my favorite uh, Legends character. And he's actually now, he's, he was brought into canon through the Clone Wars and now there's gonna be another new novel called, called Dark Disciple featuring Quinlan Voss and Asajj Ventress, um, which is coming out in July. So I cannot wait for that one. But if you haven't read the, the Quinlan Voss comics, basically the Republic comic series that Dark Horse did features him uh, quite a bit, and then the first arc is called Twilight. I, w I just can't recommend it enough, so that that's my next one. I haven't read it. It's okay. <laughs> Have you guys read them? <laughs> Way about when, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, I take it back. I think I've read, I've read part of it, maybe. Makes yeah, sense. yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to think. I've read a lot of comics, and I don't remember all their names, so... Um, all right, my Can turn again? Yeah. Um, well, I'm kind of curious to see how many people even know of this one. You guys probably do. I mean, we're at a Star Wars celebration, but it's not even a novel. So uh, second on my list is Rusty Miller's Jedi Master oh, Quiz yeah. Book. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so this book, I got... Six years old. Yeah, I, I got this, this book. This was written by a kid. Uh, it was just a trivia book. And it was just a bunch of trivia questions. And it was only trivia questions on Star Wars and Return of the Jedi, cause, or excuse me, Empire Strikes Back, because that's all that had come out. Uh, and uh, I got this book for my birthday, and uh, 
I used to quiz my friends all the time, drive them crazy because they didn't know as much as me. So, so I, I think I really just did it just to prove how much I knew, but you know, made me feel good. Um, so anyway, yeah, Rusty Miller's Jedi Master Quiz Book. I've got a very quick story about that. I, I tracked Rusty down a few years ago, interviewed him for my old website, Lightsaber. There's a guy that worked at Kerner ILM called Danny Wagner, and Danny Wagner and Rusty Miller look exactly the same, like almost like twins. And I put one picture on the website instead of the other guy, completely by mistake. <laughs> and Danny was not impressed and sent me an email that just, I felt terrible. But they, if you saw the two pictures, you'd think it was the same guy. You don't need to know that. Anyway, what was mine? <laughs> mine was, ah, yes, um, Essential Atlas. Woo, me too. Essential Atlas. Love that book, because there's so much detail. I love the maps, the whole laying out the galaxy, getting it all in place, the history of it, the chronology of it. I'm, at, I'm working on the Build the Millennium Falcon magazine at the moment for Diagostini, and that has become one of my key reference pieces, so love that book. No, I do too. Anytime I'm reading any novel and I need to know a planet, I go and get my essential atlas and go, yeah. okay, where is it? Where is it? I need to know where it is in reference to other planets. It's, it's replaced all that. The old Western game stuff was, the, was always the place I used to go, and now it's replaced that, so it takes some doing. Yep. So essential atlas, uh, also essential guide to warfare, yeah. and all the essential guides are amazing, and I'll just jump to my next one uh, yeah. just because it's related. Um, so my last one that I'll say is the essential... Um, Oh, Reader's Essential Companion. Reader's Companion uh, by Pablo Hidalgo, which is just amazing. If you, if you want to know about the Legends universe uh, of Star Wars, um, pick up that book. It basically has every single book and short story in it um, with pictures of the cover of each one with a story summary um, through the entire timeline of Star Wars. Um, and the book is about that fat. Um, I, don't, I don't know how many pages it was. Do you know, Erish? about over 400. over 400 pages. It's just an amazing book. Um, really cool picture of Yoda on the front with, with all these books around him. But yeah, so I would definitely recommend picking that one up if you're curious about learning more about the, uh, the Star Wars uh, Legends universe. So my next one, probably not a surprise since I just talked about dark characters, but it's Darth Maul Shadowhunter. Hmm. Um, it's actually the first Star Wars book I ever read. And it was mostly because at the time I decided I was going to read Star Wars books, and I said, well, I guess I'll just start at the beginning of the timeline. And at the time, it was Darth Maul Shadowhunter. Um, but who in here does not, like, who in here loves Darth Maul? Yeah, okay, yes. And he's still alive, by the way. I'm just going to point that out over and over and over. Um, yeah, I just really loved that book and then the short story that was at the beginning of it. I just, I loved getting some backstory on him and learning more about his life. And now we know that's not maybe necessarily true, but it's true to me, always. Oh, okay. But, okay, real quick aside. Um, <laughs> the Legends universe is still a universe. It's so, and I know a lot of people are, are talk about the Legends books and say, Oh, that doesn't count anymore. I don't think that's true. Not for me. That's not the way I look at it. I think I look at it now. We have new books that are coming out. It's a new canon, but we still have the Legends universe that still happened, and there's still some amazing stories there. So we shouldn't discount it. And um, yeah, I think that's just something I wanted to say because it does count. It is well said. Yes. All right, last one. Sure. Uh, well, again, my last one is older, and it's not a novel, uh, but it was the uh, Art of Return of the Jedi. Um, the old art of the Return of the Jedi. I don't know what year it was, but probably around when Return of the Jedi came out. Um, uh, this it, it had a whole bunch of, of uh, you know uh, pieces of, of art from designing the the things in the movie. A lot of Ralph McQuarrie stuff, and uh, it was a book that I would just open and copy over and over. I had I had to get a second copy because I 
the pages were falling out from me copying the pages. It was one of the things that really inspired my artwork as I grew up and, and what kept it going and so that I'm still doing stuff today. Um, so the art of Return of the Jedi was the one that I had and that I love that book. I still have it and it's still falling apart. <laughs> well, it's funny, I was, one of my choices was gonna be Art of Star Wars, oh. but I won't talk about it because it's a very similar story to yours so I will pick uh, an old issue of the Marvel series the American Marvel series issue 57 Hello Best Been Goodbye which was one of the Lando back on Cloud City stories having trouble with the Ugnaughts and all that sort of stuff crazy doesn't, doesn't kind of fit but I love the artwork the, hot, the story was just out there loved Lando such a cool character and when I was a kid I used to write a lot of fanfic still do and that story I remember buying the comic and writing my own sequel to this comic because for some reason I didn't think that there was going to be another comic coming out the month after and that my story made more sense than the one that came after it. <laughs> don't know why I thought that. So, uh, yeah, so that's got a kind of a special little meaning for me. But, yeah, hello, best man, goodbye. So, one, so we'll do a quick, like, lightning round, honorable mention, if you want to. If you don't have one, it's fine, because I know I didn't prepare you guys for this. But lightning round, what's one more title that you, that you love? Ooh, Kenobi. Kenobi, yeah. great uh, book. Star Wars Vault. Okay, yeah? The Dawn of the Jedi comics. Oh, yes. Dawn of the Jedi. Mm. The comics and the novel. Man, I wish yes, they were still doing two. more of those. Erish. <laughs> 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 so, those, were, those were amazing. Um, and then I'll say my honorable mention because it's new. It's actually probably the only thing we're talking about that's in the new canon. Uh, the new Kanan comic series from Marvel. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys have started that yet, but man, is that, that first issue was amazing. So that, that, I think that's going to be awesome. All right. All right, so we're actually going to bring up Erish Shonovice from Del Rey Books now. Um, so thanks, Josh yeah, and thanks Mark, Josh for joining and us. Thank you Very fun. What's up, guys? What's up? What's up, Erish? First time on Bookworms. I know. Yeah. The first time you're live. on Bookworms, and it's live. We're yeah. live at Celebration. I have three quick little asides. Okay. Oh. Uh, Dan, I was in Ghostbusters 2, and you did not interview me. <laughs> <laughs> I seriously am in that movie. Huh? I was running from the creature underneath the Washington Square Arch. You could see my orange hat go by in a crowd. Are you signing autographs in the autograph hall? No. Okay. Um, to Mr. Schwa, Alan Dean Foster is going to be signing at our booth around 6 o'clock today. And uh, we're giving away free copies of Splinter of the Mind's Eye for it. So it's Delray booth 1211. All right. And three for Dan and for you, the, uh, the Jedi Path and the Essential Reader's Companion book. On the cover of that, you can find the Jedi Path book in there. Oh. I stuck it in as a little Easter egg, since cool. it was like an in-universe book. I thought it'd be fitting that it would be in Yoda's collection of books. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I would think it would. So we have you here, and we know that the Delray panel is tomorrow. What time is that? Oh, you put me on the spot. I it think falls in the middle of Fangirls Going Road. I think so. it's 2.30. Or before, yeah, okay. So Yeah, so I can't talk about anything today. So we, we actually we'll both won't even be at the Delray panel because we'll be prepping for <clears throat> Fangirls Going Road. Sorry, guys. Um, but we know you guys have announced, I guess, maybe not officially, but the new Battlefront book. Yeah, um, we are doing uh, a novel called Battlefront. Twilight Squadron. Um, Twilight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Jacob or Edward? Uh huh. What? what? 
um, written by Alexander Freed. That'll be out uh, in the fall of this year. So it's really kind of all I can say. You can't say anything you else. Say anything. You guys don't even have a cover yet. No, it's still in the works. So I, I saw it at the booth, and it, it's like a blank cover, and it says, not final cover. And I was like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't you give us, do you have a favorite? A favorite, a favorite book? book or comic or anything? Uh, you know, I, I love, Drew knows this. He knows I love the Bane series. For a long time, there was, every time I'd see him, I'm like, what are we getting Bane for? <laughs> Um, yeah, I love those. But Splinter of the Mind's Eye was the first book I read as a kid, too. And I still have my copy of Art of Star Wars. I, I mean, pages are falling out of it and everything, but I love that book. And uh, actually, The Art of Re Revenge of the Sith was the first Star Wars book that I actually worked on from beginning to end. So it was kind of like a full circle moment for me. It was very cool. Um, cool. Um, so can you tell us about what are the books that are coming up uh, that haven't been released yeah, yet? Yeah, so we got, uh, we got Lords of the Sith. This goes on sale April 28th, but it's actually on sale here just at the convention. Um, crazy roller coaster ride. I, I love this book. I, lo I love Paul Kemp. Um, but just a lot of fun. There's a lot of holy shnikes moments in it for me. Vader does, Vader does some really cool stuff. Uh, Sidious does some really cool stuff. Um, really, really dug that book. So that's uh, April 28th, and then following that is Dark Disciple from Christy Golden, and that's based on uh, that's based on two arcs from the unproduced Clone Wars material, two four-part arcs um, with uh, Asajj Ventress and Quinlan Vos. And uh, I, I know that you're a big Voss fan. Yeah. I, I, I hope this holds up to your expectations. I think it does. I loved it. I, I think it's Christie's best book for us yet. Um, we actually we interviewed Christie earlier today, and we and I kind of talked to her about you know Quinlan Voss and kind of you know the fact that he already has an established you know background in the Legends universe, and, and she was kind of talking about you know how she kind of had to separate that from what you guys are doing with the new stuff. But it wasn't necessarily going to be. You know, because you see him in the Clone Wars, he was only in one episode. And although I really enjoyed the episode, his character did seem very different than what I knew from the comics. And he kind of had that surfer guy, kind of like, you know, that's your opinion, man, you know, kind of thing. And she said that, you know, don't expect necessarily that to yeah, be, that, you know, what you see not, in the novel. That's not what I took away from him in the novel. I mean, at, at times he has a little bit of a laid back. I mean, it's very much uh, a guy who is the solo operator sort of, but he knows what he's doing. And he's sent on this mission because the, the Jedi Masters trust him that he's the only guy that can get this mission done. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was really good. I, I'm really, really impressed by it. Great. All right, who wants some giveaways? Who wants books? Okay, so what we're gonna do, we're gonna kind of roll through these fast. Um, just so you know, we've got um, some books from Drew, and he's actually.